Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast episode 293. Shantae, as always, is in the building. Uh, we are also joined by our monthly co-host, uh, Miss Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. Um, I really want to talk about Childish Gambino. Mm. Ooh. I really do, but um, there's a bigger conversation that's being had that needs to be had before we can even talk about him and that's Mm. the idea of black men using the excuse that they were nerds or blurds when they were younger and nobody was checking for them and that's why they treat black women the way that they do Mm. okay um yeah, I just, it, it's not that long of a conversation. Um, beginning, middle, and end, they're full of shit. Um, literally, I, I, I can tell you that there are, there's no excuse for the way that black men historically have treated black women. Uh, to try and cloud the reasoning for your actions and, well, they did this to me first is childish and wholly immature um, to say that they did it to me and so I'm doing it back to them um, is without merit uh, because we all know that while y'all were black nerds uh, who may have may have gotten teased back in the day for watching Pokemon or uh, an uh, Akira or or uh, Cowboy Bebop or whatever anime. And yes, I included Pokemon because back then it was to a lot of folks considered to be an anime because it came from overseas. Um, or even Samurai Pizza Cats, which I loved. Um, if you play video games and and if you watch Star Wars and you knew what what the hell a parsec was and and you listen to certain music and all that you know what you still had the privilege of being a male in america and took your privilege to call yourself oppressed and downtrodden while you still took time out to oppress and downtrod black women who were in the same boat as you except for the fact that they were being treated horribly by you and you specifically because you didn't find them to be up to your standards see that's the problem you don't want to admit the fact that you were a trash ass individual back then and that you're a trash ass nigga now who hasn't grown up or who hasn't changed their mindset because nobody has ever came around and told you otherwise so you move from being a trash ass blurred to being a trash ass incel 
who still blames black women for all your issues, who still openly lust after Asian women and white women because that's what you saw in those funky-ass animes you were watching as you sat in your funky-ass room and didn't wear deodorant and wonder why people wouldn't look at you the right way. You blamed your skin color while getting down. That sound was God co-signing me, goddammit. You looked down on black women because their skin color was dark while you were saying that people were looking down on you because your skin color was dark. Do you not see the irony in this, you punk fuck? You talked bad about the black women at your school, whether they were a nerd or not, because you were looking for somebody already. You already had this mindset that the perfect woman was white or Asian because that's what you saw in those animes you chased after so much. Let's just keep it a hundred. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it real. For every one of y'all who are sitting back and and playing obscure video games, oh yeah, I play Final Fantasy uh, Eight. That was the best one. That nah, Final Fantasy Seven. That's what the fanboys say. I like the one that was deeper than that. And 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 this the certain show that I watch and all that. And oh yeah, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Who you got? Y'all are the same niggas brushing somebody off to the side. The ladies who will come up and talk to you and say, hey, do you want to do this together? Do you want to study together? Do you want to get together? Do you want to do any of that? Nah. You might be a homegirl. Maybe. You might be a homegirl, but I can't take you seriously as an interest because look at you. You're a nerd. Here's what the problem was. Blurds. Is it okay if I call you blurs or should I just call y'all motherfucking assholes? I'm not quite sure which one you want, but no matter what, you're going to get this fucking work. Here's the problem. Y'all were setting your funky ass standards higher than you should have been. And that's not, you know what? That's not even right because that's indicating that these young ladies weren't at your standards. What it was was that y'all had a clouded, misguided idea of what beauty was. And you were willing to objectify women to force them into your box of what you thought beauty was and even now you're still doing the same thing you're still blaming them for all your issues and you're blaming women for the fact that you don't have a relationship and you're blaming black women for the fact that you can't get ahead in this world you're blaming black women for the fact that no one takes you seriously when in all honesty your words your thoughts and your actions are the reason why people don't take you seriously It's not that difficult to be a good person unless you've never been a good person. At which point you are where you are right now, blaming everybody else for your actions and taking no responsibility. And there's a ton of ladies out there who are talking about this every single day. Every single day, there are women who are talking about this, black women who are talking about this on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever you can find black women, you will find them talking about how they grew up as a nerd and got dismissed by black kids, black men who thought that they were nerds as well, but looked down on them because, oh, you're fat. Oh, you're not my type. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're too much of a nerd. How in the fuck do you have the gall to do something like that? That's like somebody who is uh, standing outside of a restaurant saying, I will, I, you know what? I haven't eaten in so long. If you could just give me some money for some food. I just, I just need to eat. 
and they're like you know what now i'll just bring you inside and get you something to eat and they're like fuck you i asked for money when somebody's standing right in front of you saying what's wrong with me and you lay out a list and then you go to the next person to say what's wrong with me and they lay out a list you are the worst person in that scenario I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not even flabbergasted. I'm not amazed. I'm not shocked. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm nothing but mad at black men and the excuses that we can come up with to not love black women. That's really it. Just the reasons we can come up with to not love black women. There are tons and tons. We just put them on top of each other. They hold us back. They're too demanding. They're too bossy. They don't hold us down. The fuck 90s rap song were you listening to? They don't hold me down. When I don't have a job, she doesn't stay with me. Why the fuck would you stay with her when she doesn't have a job? Would you stay with her when she has a job? We make all these excuses. Bottom line is, y'all niggas just ain't shit. You ain't. And if your feelings are hurt, then I'm definitely talking about you. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired. I am in a really, 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 really irritated mindset right now. I'm in a space where y'all can all kiss my whole black ass. Because y'all nerdy niggas ain't worth shit. You're not worth the time that people give you for you to spout your stupid ass reasons why they should have liked you when you were growing up. You're not worth those dumb ass pictures you draw up where you find yourself somehow suddenly rich and successful while you're drawing these pictures out your mama's basement. But you're rich and successful in the pictures and the the girl that you are pursuing is now uh, downtrodden and, and begging you for her time. A lady wrote about this earlier today. A black woman wrote about this earlier today. And one of the motherfuckers in the in the comments had the nerve to say, was she fat? If I have to point out one more motherfucker taking pictures of women who are damn near perfect, perfect in every way. And I'm not just talking about body type because body type is literally I will say this right now. For every body type you can think of, somebody loves you. I love you. Somebody loves you. Because you're more than what you think you are. You're more than what they think you are. But these niggas who are taking pictures of women talking about, oh, she got a little bit too much stomach while your stomach is falling all the way over your dick. Y'all are a motherfucking problem. And these white boys who are out here shooting up schools and 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 malls and just random places because they're saying women never gave them the time of day. Y'all can kiss my whole black ass, too. And if you want to see me, inbox me. I'll give you my address. You can come see me, but you're going to see me. <sighs> Shante, how are you doing today? Thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I mean, I don't know. I really don't have anything. I, I I don't know. As far as all these dudes that are, you know, popping slick, you know, nerd or not or whatever, 
talking shit about black women. I really don't have anything to say. I, I mean, I pay them motherfuckers dust. That's that's just really it. Stephanie? Oh, I have several thoughts because I was the nerdy fat girl in middle school and high school that nobody quote-unquote wanted. That was me. And it took me so long to get to that point of I don't give a fuck what you think. I know I'm beautiful and fuck you for not recognizing my beauty. So to hear these dudes complaining the fact that y'all even made up a word called incel is laughable to me because you're under this impression that somebody's supposed to fuck your ass looks in here weak stroke no nobody's no supposed to fuck you okay you couldn't get a girl off even if you had a fucking manual so i don't know why these like flaccid ass dudes are actually going I'm an incel. I was like, I had to actually Google that shit. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, wait, why are you under the impression that I'm supposed to fuck you? Or that because some girl was not interested in you because Newsflash, she has a choice. She doesn't have to be interested in you. You're like, well, I'm just done with black women because that one Keisha in seventh grade told me no and that just swore me off of black women. And I turned to anime and I turned to white women. I turned to Asian women because they understood me. I'm like, uh, okay. They can have you. That is exactly how I feel when I hear these dudes saying I'm too quote unquote blurty or nerdy for black women. I'm like, they can have you because you're probably a jackass. I don't, uh, I don't want your ass. But then if I were to date a white or Asian man, you'd call me a Bedouin so quick and say, I don't have any respect. I don't have any self-esteem. I'm a sellout. Like, uh, yeah, y'all could miss me with that bullshit. It's, it's hilarious that this conversation is happening with these guys that are like, I'm too nerdy. I'm like, you're not. You're an asshole who actually thinks that we're supposed to fuck you. We're not. We have choices. There's this wild thing that we have a choice. We can actually choose who we want dicks to go into us. We we have this choice. I know. It's crazy to me too. <laughs> okay, so I want to jump in real quick. So the dudes uh, who are talking about being an incel, they actually didn't make it up. You know, shout out to well actually motherfuckers. It mm. turns out it was a woman who... Are you freaking kidding me uh-huh. it was a woman what, now what this is, is the thing though this is the thing though what she ta- was talking about as being involuntarily celibate because that's what incel means i don't mm-hmm. think it was about the entitlement shit that we're getting from men they have co-opted this term a term where yeah. she was talking you know because the whole because see this is the thing that i guess maybe i don't know it's like i think it's you know, we're ready to go at the motherfuckers that are shady, that are shitty, that are mm-hmm. entitled, you know, and yet, but where we also, but at the same time, pay dust to the people who actually are living this kind of life, who are, de- who feel devoid of love and affection and whatever for whatever reason and don't know how to to make that happen for themselves like they're not entitled they just they want to feel something 
you know, but they feel like they're, you know, they can't get it. You know, so it's like we got the, we obviously got these nasty motherfuckers over here. Nobody wants to fuck with them. Fuck them niggas. You know. Blech. But at right. the same time, I think there are, you know, like this lady created uh something that she you know she was expressing how she felt in okay. her life. Okay. So what was her what is her definition of it? Because the Ashy dudes are how I heard it. So if it's supposed to be another definition, I I would love to understand her context of it because that's just how like shit goes left when people like co-op shit. And I'm like, that's not what it means. Well, okay. So, I mean, obviously I haven't read like completely everything. You right. Know, it's just that I knew that this is a lady, but there's an L article and what this is, the late, the woman's name is Alana and she's a 43 year old management consultant um, from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she says, I was trying to create a movement that was open to anybody and everybody. And it says in 1993, she was finishing an undergraduate degree in statistics in Ottawa. And she never had sex or anything close to a boyfriend. Sometimes she blamed her appearance, you know, short, slightly overweight, eczema splotches. Often she felt like she passed through adolescence without learning the unspoken rules of a complex game that everyone else understood intuitively. And I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like those people who aren't shitty. Mm, okay. Just missed it. Whatever it is, you know, like whatever it is that some of us caught on to, you okay. know, as far as interacting with people, there are people who didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, you know, it's probably some shady motherfuckers, you know, the nasty motherfuckers who didn't catch it, but they're shitty. You know, but at the same time, we don't, we almost operate in a sense that either you caught it or you're a shitty motherfucker over here. Mm-hmm. When that's not, when I don't think that's the case. I think there's people like this woman who aren't entitled and want affection and companionship and don't know how to get to it. You know, but we don't, part of us, part of the thing about knowing how to do some shit is sometimes you make money of the fun of the motherfuckers who don't know how, you know, and mm. so those people are in that in that uh, in that group, even though we're not specifically talking about them when we're talking about these shitty motherfuckers over here. We're still, but we're still not talking about them either in a compassionate kind of way. It's probably mostly because they got silenced because, you know, the the, the loud and wrong the r- loud and wrong niggas kind of drowned them out. Oh, yeah. that's I mean, that's what, I mean, yeah. motherfuckers focus on dudes. You know, they focus on dudes and then miss uh, you know, they focus on the loud and wrong dudes. You know, but then these other dudes over here and these other women you know, just get left behind. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, like I said, fuck, 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 fuck your entitled ass, though. I'm not defending you or looking at you compassionately, motherfucker. Just let you know that shit. <laughs> you are on not the verge you. of you are on the verge of something terrible and need to figure that shit out. And my compassion isn't going to help you do that shit. So get get to get it together, buddy. 
They thought they had an in, and she was like, nah, nigga. Right. Nah. Not you. But I don't get it. I'm like, this, and I swear this conversation came out of nowhere. I'm like, where are y'all getting this from? It's like, yes. you, you weren't too nerdy. You weren't too blurdy. You're under this entitled, like, attitude. I'm like, yeah. baby, we, we were in the fields with you. What are you talking about? <laughs> Slavery didn't miss us. <laughs> we were right there with you. It's like, um, we've been with you every step of this journey in America. Why are you acting like we, like, were off kicking up our feet somewhere? <laughs> it's like, where are you getting this from? I'm like, I need to know. I need guys to explain it to me like I am three years old. There is no explanation. They, I, 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 I am so sincere. There's no explanation. They just, they cancel people out and mm. then blame them for the, the, they completely erase, like, entire groups of people from their minds until they are no longer uh, in a place where they feel like you know uh, what's the best way to put it they completely blank people out until they get to a place where they need to blame somebody for their actions and then Mm -hmm. then they bring those people that they completely X'd out back and they're like you were the issue if yeah. you loved me when I was there when when I needed you if you loved me the way I needed to be loved well how'd you need to be loved by that light skinned cheerleader right there well I'm not that yeah but if you had just came up to me and said you're good enough for me if you had actually made yourself available to me that's the big issue These guys who are walking around under the veil of being blurs, which, nah, let's be honest, nah. (laughs) They're really predators who don't know how to be a predator. They are toothless velociraptors. They are the smartest (laughs) ones in the room. But they can't attack. And nobody's scared of them. And nobody's coming to them. And so they can't consume what they want to consume. And so they blame everybody else for not being there to bow down to them. To not give them what they feel they deserve as a man. Because they sat there in school and... Oh, in high school and in college, I'm supposed to have sex. That's what the John Waters, not the John Waters, John Hughes movie said. That's what American Pie said. That's what everybody said. I should be having sex. And the fact that I'm not having sex and nobody wants to talk to me and nobody wants to be around me has nothing to do with the fact that I am literally socially immature. Mm hmm. I don't know how to deal with people. I don't know how to keep friends. I don't know how to how to have friends. But you know what? Funny story. I know this guy who didn't know how to have relationships and didn't know how to 
make friends and didn't know how to keep relationships and didn't know how to be outgoing and 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 hid within himself and you know what happened i grew up and i learned i didn't blame anybody else i learned and usually when i talk about don't blame somebody else and give the bootstrap speech and the pound cake speech i end up apologizing i ain't apologizing for shit for this one this is y'all's motherfucking fault yep Y'all sit alone in a room and think that you're cooler than everybody else because you have isolation and people don't understand where you're coming from and you're on a whole nother level, but you know you're you're not. You are a dried up puddle calling yourself deep. And you're not. You're just a, you're an issue. You're problematic. And the problem is that because nobody, no, people checked you. People tried to check you. Oh, I know people who tried to check uh, people who were like that. But you know what the problem is? Y'all just brushed it off. Y'all literally have this power to hear what you want to hear and see what you want to see. And somehow what you see in here is that you're not the issue. That everybody else is. Somebody owes you something. Somebody owes you this. I was nice to you. You owe me this. You were nice to me in the in the in the store. You must want to date me. You're dressed nicely and you're standing next to me. You must want me to go after you. You must you must want me to want you. Everything is about me. When you're dressed nice, you're dressed nice for me. When you talk nice to me, you want to have sex with me. You want to be around me and I'm just too shy. Mm-hmm. I'm too shy to reach out, but I know you want me. I see the way you look at me, even though when I look at you, you look away. I see the way that you look at me. If I wasn't so shy, why didn't you just approach me? If you would just approach me, everything would be different. And let's talk about all the school shootings that happened. God is just co-signing me today. Let's talk about all the school <laughs> shootings that happened where the first thing people say is, well, if she was just nicer to him. Mm -hmm. And you don't think that this isn't a problem in this day and age? This has been a problem since we're in 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Y'all ain't shit. And you're getting worse. And all y'all ain't shit people from those days got on the internet together and created ain't shit forums where you have ain't shit thoughts that lead to good people's deaths and you blame women you blame black women if you're black if you're white you blame white women if you're Asian I don't fucking know you probably blame Asian women but what I need you to know is that it's your fault completely totally your fault every bad thing that has happened to you the one common denominator in every single bad thing that has happened to you is you it's your fault dog you ignored so many people to get what you thought you deserved and that's the other thing y'all think y'all deserve shit y'all think y'all deserve these ladies just fall all over you like these are the niggas who if they had a genie with three wishes the first thing they wish for is that every woman who wasn't in their family would fall in love with them 
I know your I know your whole profile. I know your book. Grow up. That's really it. Just grow the fuck up. All the way up. All the way. Golly. Spent like 36 fucking minutes talking about them punk fucks. Head ass <laughs> niggas. I ain't called nobody a head ass nigga in my entire life. It feels so good to call people head asses. I'll just tell you from experience. These niggas is head ass niggas. Real dun 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 dun. <laughs> and... King Kong, King Kong, and then sing you to King Kong. And while we're on this whole page, fuck all these white women who use their tears as a way to combat the truth. Whoop. I'm just feeling some sort of way today. Uh, I, I I don't know if Chantel was feeling some sort of way last week or if it was just, you know, uh, good vibrations, drinks or whatever. But Shantae, this week I'm sober as shit and I'm feeling some sort of way today. What? I, I, and, and, I, you know what? What's up, Shantae? Oh, nothing. I'm chilling. I was wondering what your thoughts were on, on Donald Glover. Cause see, I didn't watch the video. Like what, what I, what happened with me was people started posting the video posting bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. on uh on instagram and a lot of the p- stuff that they were posting it was like him dancing with the kids and it was just like oh look at donald glover he ain't got no clothes on he dancing oh man he can really move whatever and then you know but didn't but still wasn't eager to you know really watch the video then people started talking more about the video and it was just like oh there's all this stuff happening in the background and you know he might have uh reenacted some way the the the, tra- the the possibility of him like you know he killed a, a black choir so people were making the the connection to the charleston nine and and just all this di- all this different stuff people talking about uh you know how he had something against or he spoke out um kind of uh crit- critiquing or criticizing black lives matter but here he is now seemingly addressing police brutality. So it's like, you know, kind of like, what is the truth, you know, <laughs> in a way? Because at least at this point, it doesn't seem like he's acknowledged where he fucked up as far as that was concerned. It just seems like here he is just talking about it. And so for me, it was just like, oh, well, I don't need to I don't need to watch this. I damn sure don't need to watch him shoot, you know, a, a black choir or whatever. I don't I don't need to see that. Or anything so yeah i guess i was wondering definitely oh oh and you know everybody that's that's black that makes art isn't a genius <laughs> hello i just i just want to talk you know, about it like just you know like and that's and maybe that's something where we like we're fucking up on the internet collectively i think and i think it fans out out into like real world kind of shit you know just we can big up people I mean, I don't know if you want to root for everybody black, root for everybody black, whatever. I do not. Hi. But, uh... (laughs) But, I don't know. I think we gotta... We gotta learn to to temper our praise, I guess, at times. (laughs) Like, everybody doesn't need, you know, a roar. Or if they get the roar, then let these other motherfuckers critique that shit. That's really what the problem is. It's like motherfuckers want to roar for some shit. 
but don't want to listen to people be like, eh, well, I don't know. I think he kind of fell short or, oh, I think this doesn't really sound the way it sounds. You know, like even people, you know, feeling some kind of way about Awaken My Love and, you know, saying it's derivative. It's like, shit, the shit might be, this shit probably is derivative. It sounds like, you know, the old school shit from the 70s and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get it. It's like, it totally makes it like, I, I like the album. But at the same time, me liking it isn't going to make uh, or somebody's critique isn't going to hurt me as far as liking it. And I feel like people react like they hear a critique of somebody black and it's just like, oh, how dare you? How dare you not root for everybody black? You know, kind of thing. like relax. That's what art's supposed to get critiqued. Art is supposed to get critiqued. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All skin folk ain't kin folk. And all, I mean, there's so much. There's so much art and music and stuff going on in this world that to say everybody stop and listen to this one thing that just came out is disingenuous. There's no way that it's going to happen. Um, I was, I think it was a. Uh, Deidre James from uh, my details podcast was saying how much she loves the opportunity to listen to music for the first time months after everybody else has already stopped listening to it. Mm-hmm. So then Word. she can enjoy it in peace. And I, I, I wholeheartedly co- co-sign that. Um, I think that that's the best way to do it. So you can get your own clean, clear thoughts without anybody else uh, giving you their opinion or, or their, reactions because there's going to be thought pieces about everything from J. Cole to Childish Gambino. On the spectrum of geniuses? Nah. Nah. I, I, honestly, nah. I mean, <laughs> it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a difficult thing to quantify. Um, the word genius, like giving somebody that level, you know, genius, uh, it's difficult for me to quantify because in my mind, when you say a musical genius, I think of somebody like Prince who taught himself how to play all these instruments. Um, I think about somebody like Stevie wonder who did all this wonderful stuff while allegedly being blind. Stevie can see. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I. All right. I, even All right. even to an extent, even to an extent, I can say, I don't know if, I don't know if Michael Jackson's a genius. Musically, people wrote his music for him. He performed it very well, but people wrote his stuff. People did all that. Prince wrote his own music. He wrote his own music. He wrote his own lyrics. He did everything. That's a genius to me. Somebody who can do all of that. I don't know anybody else who really is at that level. And so when people prescribe the word genius, that's their opinion. And I am more than willing to give people their opinion unless it's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like all black people should die. I'm going to argue that to your death. But you say that somebody's a genius. I think that I think that honestly, the the part of these statements that are missing in this day and age is two simple words. To me. To me. 
to me. Those two simple words will change everything. Childish Gambino's a genius to me. Oh, cool. That's your opinion. Okay, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to argue because that's to you. And obviously, since it's to you, if I argue it, we are now on two polar different sides of the street where we shouldn't even be arguing about somebody else's stuff. You know, um, Tully was a good movie to me. You know, somebody else says they didn't like it. Okay, you didn't like it. It wasn't a good movie to you. It was a good movie to me. Let's just divide. But instead, we all have this. It's like that meme. So-and-so is a genius. Prove me wrong. (laughs) I shouldn't have to prove you wrong. It's your opinion. And no matter what I do, you're not going to change your opinion. And that's the thing that gets me is that nine times out of ten, in almost every other circumstance we know we're not going to change anybody else's opinion so we don't even really go to bat for it we don't even try that hard but when it comes to music when it comes to music and when it comes to black music and 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 to a large extent in this and at this point in time when it comes to childish gambino sure. i mean let's keep it real between his music and Atlanta Donald Glover is on a on a extreme high right now. Sure. And has been up for a, a, a while. But if you say anything against him, there are people who will say you don't get it. If, oh, okay. If you yeah. sure are. If you say that you're for them, if you say you're for him, people will ask you why, which is another way of starting an argument about it. He's literally polarizing. And so I find the safest way for me to go about it, the safest way for me to walk down the street is to say, he's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But he's he's also like, like what I didn't realize was like the early stuff mm. was was anti you know was anti black woman and it's just yeah. like oh like for real because now it's just like well no wonder y'all motherfuckers don't fuck with him it's just like I get now it's just like not that they weren't talking about it then but it's just like yes it was just like I mean that's why a lot of some you know at least the yeah that's why some people don't want to fuck with him. it's just like you saying you know you don't want to fuck with uh black women you'd rather fuck with Asian women or you know fuck with white women or talking about getting uh somebody said that he like talked about like coming or coming hard from being called uh, a nigger in bed and it's just like yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> exactly exactly cause my th- my foray into Donald Glover was com- the show Community sure. and Awkward Black Girl because you know Issa's character had a big crush on Donald Glover that was my foray so I didn't know anything about his music I didn't know anything about his stand up and it wasn't until like the last year or so that they're like you know he don't like us right I'm like did I miss something I'm like oh like oh damn really he said that shit oh man really damn it yeah, it's just like, well, you wildin'. You was wildin'. And see, that's another thing. And that's another thing, too, about the critiques that are coming out where people are talking about how the idea of 
blackness in quotes that motherfuckers who rejected it once upon a time tried to distance themselves once upon a time are now seemingly embracing it because there's you know there's a market for that now and it and and there definitely is a market for that you got motherfuckers talking about well this is the blackest the blackiest blackity black thing that's ever happened you know like the all this hyperbole for just you know black people get together and it's just like oh my god this is the blackest thing ever on the planet oh my god you know kind of thing it is just right like, right it's just three so, black people in the room this is the blackest thing in the world i'm like uh it's three black people it's three niggas in a room what y'all doing you know and 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 and, and the problem is that they're the problem is that there are situ. I mean, like on the one hand, I get it, especially when it comes to like certain like representation. And if you you felt like uh, you missed the boat on certain things or whatever, and you feel like oh, this is dope. You're you're getting your being. You feel like as a you know whatever type of black person you are, you feel like you're being seen on television or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in movies. You know, you feel validated whatever it's like that's cool but then at the same time it it, there, it does seem like there's people who who are attempting to 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 capitalize on that to you know pull at people's heartstrings as far as that stuff you know like you bring up representation you bring up diversity you bring up blackness and you're pulling at people's heartstrings about that but you're using it to you know to make money basically you're using it to make money you don't really give a fuck about these people you might end up changing on a dime if this you know if the wind blows right mm-hmm. but you know here you are now you know black be black yeah use the word whoa wait what oh I said geez Louise oh <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm not even gonna <laughs> wow <laughs> Wow, I'm not even gonna yo. I don't it's even know. Like jizz. Not... Ah! All I heard was jizz, and I was like, that had nothing to do with it. And sometimes I just have to sit on my bed and see that it didn't make sense, even when I said to myself, and then I just stopped. Man, the the no. thing is, the thing about uh, Childish Gambino, and also Tyler the Creator, mm-hmm. and um, there's like, well, there's a lot of rappers black because no matter what black men still have this overwhelming issue with black women mm-hmm. um there was a video where Tyler the creator uh slapped a, a black woman and she fell out of the camera view and then when she came back up she was Asian mm-hmm. um <clears throat> this is like problematic you know these are issues these are real like these are the issues where folks are like but they changed they grew they grew and they changed and and the question is how do you know pretty much just because somebody is showing themselves to be a certain way doesn't mean that uh they've actually changed um my footprints may be different but that's just because i'm wearing different shoes that and also 
the whole idea about growth and change and people acting like, oh, you know, like their whole defense of it is just like, oh, you don't want people to change. You want people to stay the same. Yo, nobody has to fuck with you once you hurt them. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. They just don't. Like that's the whole thing about with Childish Gambino. He said what he said. He did what he did. People cannot fuck with him if they want to and it has nothing to do with this whole like you know you won't let people change you won't let people grow nobody's stopping these people from growing and changing nobody's nobody's doing that that's on them that's that's on them to change you know their changing and growth is independent of people's reaction to them based on the things that they've done Nobody has to fuck with you after you've hurt them, after you've done something shady. It just, they can hold that grudge or they can feel some kind of way. They can scrunch their face every time they see you for the rest of your life. That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. I really don't. Not required. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it killed me seeing some people like, you know, cause of course with all these conversations and stuff, the conversation, especially on social media and stuff, the conversation begins in one way and then it starts to segue into each person's kind of, uh, orientation to the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. So you possibly have people who feel some kind of way about people judging them for the things that they did you know whenever a long time ago you know and it's kind of just like i don't it's just i don't know what to tell you you know there's a the whole thing is like maybe you need to focus on the people who do fuck with you the people who did forgive you Mm -hmm. you know whatever you know whatever that is yeah you know it's okay you know it's okay it's you know i don't see i mean i mean i know people Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm no. I was going with you. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I know people don't want to hear people bring up old shit. Yeah. You know, as far as they're concerned, they feel like it's old. You know, and somebody keeps bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up, and maybe they've apologized for it, and maybe they've learned from it, and all this different kind of stuff. It's just at the same time, it's just like this is your role to hold. This is your cross to bear. You know it's kind of like sorry yeah it's like but you don't have to you don't have to project your shit onto somebody else's shitty stuff that's that's really what it is right you know like let that step away like cause this is you know childish Gambino being critiqued for the shitty stuff that he did has nothing to do with you and whatever mm-hmm. you've done, you know, step out of that. Yeah, it's interesting. Like when that whole dynamic of when someone's trash and they do trash shit, and we're like, yeah, they're canceled. We always move. The finish line is always move when it's your fave. And right That's now, right. Donald Glover is a lot of people's fave because everybody loves the show. I think that, like, I think if Atlanta was terrible. We wouldn't be having this conversation. But because Atlanta is so good, it's such a great show, 
and it's being embraced by so many people you know it's easy for people to like to move that line of well i mean that's old and people grow like did he ever acknowledge it or did he just delete the tweets and y'all don't have no proof of it anymore right See, it's like I, that's the difference. Yeah. There's a difference between just, you know, just getting rid of it and actually acknowledging it. Did he acknowledge it? I have no idea because I don't get it much. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the wherewithal to go do my Googles. Because I don't care about Donald Glover that much. Even though his fupa was giving me life. Because <laughs> I'm like, if he don't dance, and I was like, I, yeah, he he can get that work. That's all I was thinking. But he's always been everybody's little nerdy fave. I don't know what it is about him, but he's a whole ass snack. Whole snack. <laughs> Bottom line. I don't know about Sorry, not sorry. Bottom line to me is this. Um, there's people who are going to say that no matter what you say, Childish Gambino is something that we don't think he is i think that's the best way to put it no matter what they're just gonna they're just gonna lace this on their opinion they're not gonna see the uh incidents that you're mentioning that y'all are referencing which are out there for public consumption there's record of it um because that's the way that it is in this day and age you feel like if you have a fave, you have to ride for your fave, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ride for your fave, you're not loyal to them. But to me personally, if I'm loyal to you, I'm able to tell you exactly when you fucked up and how you Pretty did much. it mm-hmm. and how long I dealt with it or how long you went through it and what you need to do to make it right. Because my loyalty is not one-sided. I'm not your weed carrier. I'm your friend. If I'm loyal to you, I'm your friend. And it is incumbent upon me to let you know. Bro, sis, uh, Envy, you got to do better. Mm-hmm. And there is no proof that he that he's doing better. There isn't. He still hasn't made any amends or apologies or anything like that. And like y'all said, even if he apologizes, they ain't got to accept that shit. You said some really rancid stuff about black women. Exactly. Said some really rancid stuff about, um, I believe he said he wished he could be a racist. Uh, during the time after uh, Michael Brown got shot. Like, there's all of these things that are now coming to light. Like, I was reading about this earlier today. So, please do not come after me. Well, if you do, go for it. I don't But still, it it's documented. And that's the thing. When your faves' issues are documented and we still look past them, Niggas are still looking past Chris Brown. Honey. Even now, Chris Brown, uh, there's this rapper that I, I, I liked named Joyner Lucas who put out a whole Facebook post to Chris Brown for his birthday. Called him a hoe all over the place. I don't know how that works. 
But happy birthday, ho! I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what kind of relationship they got. But for all y'all who are hating on Chris Brown for what he allegedly did in the past, y'all need to get off my nigga's dick and all that kind of stuff. Like, dude, it's documented. The police record is there. He never, he never did anything. Same thing for Childish Gambino. There's gonna be people who are like, yo. Why don't y'all get off his dick? He's doing this and he's doing that. And there's other people who are like, did you not hear him three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, yesterday, at all? Because we hear what we want to hear when it's our people, when it's our faves, and when it's our faves and it's our people, God bless us all. We'll be right back. This single simulcast. I'm Amber P. I'm also black, sexy, geeky, and mental. And you are listening to Single Simulcast. Rock on, cool kids. Hey, this is Bacon from AdSpace, and you are listening to Single Simulcast. What's up, everybody? This is Classic, uh, CEO and co founder of the CSPN Network. And when I'm not uh, working on the many podcasts on our network or just hanging out, I'm listening to Single Simulcast, and so should you. Hey, this is Marla, owner of Velvet Lips and co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference, and you are listening to Single Simulcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ghost Shadow 004, a.k.a. Tyrone. And when I'm not just sitting around doing nothing, I like to kill time and enjoy myself listening to the single simulcast. This is Jarman, uh, a.k.a. Shantae's brother. You listen to single simulcast. Favorite podcast is favorite podcast. I like listening to it. Hopefully you like listening to it. Enjoy. Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of Collars podcast. And you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rashani and Shantae Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster. So that should be your favorite podcaster because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave, fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crime of Collars. Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN Network. Single Simulcast wants your reviews. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you listen to us. Tag Single Simulcast with the screenshot of your review on Facebook or use the hashtag SSCast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of the show. Who Raised You Podcast is a kitchen table conversation between Karen, Jolly and Yang, and Treasure Shields Redmond. <laughs> As we explore how culture, family, and intersecting identities pave our way toward liberation, we want to know who raised you. We're curious and sometimes a bit irritated. Sit down, we have lots to talk about. Hi, this is Gabby, and when I'm not leaving 47 voicemails, I like to relax and listen to my favorite podcast, The Dream Team. Um... Didn't Alec Baldwin get in a lot of trouble just by tweeting the name of the... He tweeted the name of... Yeah. Like, he was not... It was no commentary. He was just saying... It no, was, he was just saying the song was good. He was like, I like yeah. niggas in Paris. Right. And he was just saying the name of the song. And he got forced for that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Bill O'Reilly came... Bill O'Reilly came right behind him and said, and I like the song Niggers in Captivity. Like, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly likes the song Niggers in Africa, as in y'all go back. <laughs> 
basically trying to get niggas to Africa to happen for years. White folks have a secret handshake. Like, okay, we slap hands and you slide it and you hold a piece of cheese to your mouth. But let's be real. Oh, wow. But let's be real, though. Like, <laughs> the niggas in Africa is going to be like a white um, a barbershop quartet. Doo-doo. I ball so hard these niggers can't see me. I ball so hard these niggers wanna be me. I ball so hard every day, every night, but then I take a week off because I'm white. I ball so hard these niggers can't see me. I can't. I can't. I can't. Are you interested in supporting this black podcast? Awesome. Become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash single simulcast. And for $5, you'll be able to chat with the hosts during our monthly Q and Awesome session. You can also support the show via our Teespring store at teespring.com slash stores slash single dash simulcast and get a shirt or a mug. You also have the option to put a little something in our cup at paypal.me slash single simulcast. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade. Well, well, well. If it isn't the so-called people's champion. By day, I'm a philanthropist and private investigator. You risked your own life to try and protect someone who needed it. If that's what's needed to be a hero, then I want to help. But by night, I protect the people of New York City in a different way. My name, champ, is Redwing. Do I need to count the sheer number of felonies you committed today? As she lay dying, I promised my mother that I would fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I refused to let her down. I would do anything to keep you safe, you know that, anything. Even murder? If that's what it took, then yes! I am the defender of Newark City. Justice is not something you can manufacture. I am Red Wing. Single Simulcast, episode 293. Shantae's here. Stephanie's here. I'm here. Thank y'all for being here. We really do appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. You know, sometimes you just make bad decisions. That's that's all I'm going to say. Like, not talking about what we talked about before. I'm talking about really bad decisions. Like, when it's all said and done and you look back at it later on, you're going to say to yourself, you know what? I wish I hadn't have done that. For example, a Florida woman was arrested on Friday after cops said that she falsely called 911 claiming a medical emergency when she was really just thirsty. Bitch. It it turned out that Jennifer Sue Roberts' emergency was a need for beer. (laughs) The the 57-year-old called 911 twice just after 12 noon and just before 4 p.m., claiming that she had a medical emergency, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Roberts uh, reportedly appeared intoxicated when uh, when paramedics arrived after the, after the second call. The county sheriff's office record seemingly indicates Roberts, who also reportedly goes by Jennifer Sue Sunday, has been making numerous uh, calls of 911 without an emergency. WFLA reports she's made 28 false calls since February. We don't know if they're all for beer. 
but they finally got fed up with her. Twenty eight calls. Mm-hmm. That's a like they finally got. I wonder what made them finally get fed up. Because I mean, that's a lot of calls. Because I imagine like that's twenty eight times somebody's come out, possibly. You know, or maybe you know, maybe it was fourteen times. Maybe maybe half the time they were just like, oh, that's so and so. I'm not going. You know, I'm not even sending this in. But somebody was like, ain't nobody got time for that and hung up and <laughs> right. Like this is the second, this is the third week in a row that we have referenced a time where that woman would have been in the right. <laughs> like we need, she was literally the hero we needed. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. And then she doesn't go to jail for this. Like 28 calls were her. We're okay with that. You get a pass for this. <sighs> But that's just people playing on nine one one. Exactly. That's people playing on nine one one. That is not okay. That is not okay. And I know that's not okay because I did that shit as a kid. Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, no, wait, did I call? No, it wasn't nine one one. No, I was calling the operator. I was pressing zero, and crank calling the operator. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> At like five or something. But then she said so. I'm almost positive the operator like. Uh, let me made me sound like I was gonna get in trouble. I never did the shit again. But yo, I was I would like I did it at least twice, and like tried to do the uh the the Bugs Bunny like. Like I know, like I was like I was definitely like pre kindergarten, like you know, not kindergarten yet. But yeah, I was on some bullshit. <laughs> as a wee lass I guess <laughs> calling the operator so so to make sure I got this straight you really thought 911 was a joke <laughs> or the operator yeah <laughs> oh boy and I thought I was bad honestly Shantae every episode I learned something new about you that just has my finger hovering over 911 but as a black man <laughs> I know inherently not to call the police, Shantae. That's what I'm I'm shocked at well, you know what, in this day and age, that's the conversation folks will have with their kids. We don't we don't call the police. Why why would you call the police? The police will kill you. Don't call the police. They will come to your house, they will kill you. Do you understand death, nigga? You're five. Do you understand the concept of death? Do you know what happened to your fish? I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> a woman in Aurora, Colorado was cited by police officers on Thursday after allegedly allegedly damaging a microwave at a 7-Eleven by placing a urine sample in a microwave causing the urine to explode. Yes. Um, so many questions. So many. Needless to say, they were pissed off at the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> According to a report from the Aurora Police Department obtained by Nine News, Officers cited Angelique Sanchez, who was found waiting for a physical and urinalysis at a health clinic at a, a, a half mile north of the 7-Eleven. The report states that Sanchez entered the 7-Eleven and placed something in the microwave, but after a few seconds, the clerk heard a loud bang. The clerk told police that she saw Sanchez exit the store immediately after the explosion and that there was a yellow liquid dripping from the microwave and the smell was unquestionably urine, which sounds like a really bad cologne. I'm just putting that out there. Unquestionably urine for her. Um, <laughs> the clerk demanded that Sanchez clean up the mess, 
but Sanchez simply wiped out the microwave onto the floor and left the store. This prompted the clerk to call the police, who were able to locate Sanchez at the health clinic, waiting for the test for a future job. According to the report, Sanchez told an officer that she cleaned up the mess and did not understand the problem. When I reminded her that urine blew up where people prepared their food, she told me it was not real urine, the officer wrote in the report. Strangely enough, this is not the first time the urine has exploded in the 7-Eleven microwave after someone tried to heat up a urine sample. Last year, police in Oregon responded to a similar incident in a 7-Eleven. Who, what's the odds? When a suspicious object exploded in the store's microwave. Police evacuated the area and even brought in, in a, brought in an explosive unit only to find out that the suspicious object was really a urine sample wrapped in a hand warmer. I'm just saying, like... I I have so many questions. They were trying to pass a drug test, like they were smoking weed. That has to be it. They had to have had something. Like, I'm not even going to say it was weed. It had to have been meth for them to think this idea was going to work. But now I want to know, does that kill the drugs in your urine if you boil it? No, 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 sweet, wonderful, naive Stephanie, no. What? No, no, God, you're awesome. No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 fuck no, 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 hell no, nah, hell to the nah, 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 no, no. Not I know, Stephanie, no. What it is is, no, oh no. What it is is that, um, their urine is so fucking polluted that they buy somebody else's piss and, um, put it in a bag. And then when they go in for their urine test, they act like they're pissing, but they're really pouring the urine from the bag into the cup. It's a whole maneuver. But some of these niggas are so sadiddy that they can't have cold urine against their leg because if they turn in cold urine, they know that the testers who are holding this urine sample will be like, why the fuck is urine that's inside of your 98.6 degree body cold? So they warm it up. Really thought that they were trying to eliminate the germs, and that is the cutest thing. I, I, that's why I said I had questions. I'm like, I need to know because I didn't want to read further. All I heard was a blown up microwave full of piss, and I'm sitting here like, but, but why do you, but why, how, nigga, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole thought process. I couldn't even like. I couldn't form sentences. My brain was seeping out of my ears. Much less out of a microwave. Yeah, pretty much. It was brain juice leaking up all over the place. I feel like that's the new intro for a a, a old soap opera. Like piss out of the microwave. (laughs) These are the days of our lives. Dripping away. Time keeps dripping away. <laughs> Loose ends. They weren't musical geniuses either. Um, 
but they were really <laughs> good. Look, niggas, how you calling somebody a genius when they only got three hot songs on their album? Whoop. Dang. Here we go. That's a question. Yeah, so, yeah, so, honestly, uh, it doesn't work to uh, warm up your piss. Warm it up, piss. I'm about to. It doesn't work. Whoa. (laughs) Warming up, piss. And if you are going to warm it up, put it in a, like, a microwave-safe bowl. How do you just walk into a 7-Eleven like, I'm not buying anything. Don't worry about me. Warming up, piss. Don't look over here. Don't look over here. Nothing to see. What's that smell? You're that smell. Like, why didn't they just run... Like, why not just run it under some hot water? Because they're high. (laughs) They have to go to the 7-Eleven. I'm like, yeah, because they obviously weren't going to put it in their microwave. That's crazy. Like, you could have boiled it. Like, you could have boiled some water and then set the sample in... You know, obviously not. You don't want it completely boiling, but it's just... There are so many other decisions that could have been made to warm up some piss. If it's that serious, <laughs> and that wouldn't have required that that wouldn't have required, uh, I guess, leaving. Like you wouldn't have had to go to Seven Eleven with your urine sample to put it in the microwave. Well, all I can say is, if they tried this, you're in trouble now, man. <laughs> Um. So, authorities say an extremely intoxicated man. Breathe, Rasani. You can get through this. <sighs> authorities say an extremely intoxicated man who was attempting to have sex with the tailpipe of a car. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Spin real. Thank you for joining the TED Talk. I'm done. <laughs> tired of you. I'm tired of the whites. <laughs> oh, they're just really fucking up everything now. Um, <laughs> attempting to have sex with the tailpipe of a car in central Kansas was subdued with a stun gun after he refused to stop. Uh, the lieutenant scott powell says the 24 year old was taken to the emergency room tuesday because of his life-threateningly high 0.35 blood alcohol level and possible drug use powell said man had a possible head injury and was completely oblivious to everyone standing around him and telling him to stop powell says the man is expected to be released from the hospital on thursday I, I know y'all don't want me to go into further detail. No, we don't. Okay. I will just say this. Some guys really do believe a hole is a hole. Like, whoa. See? Tailpipe, like you got a the big tailpipe. Right. That's what I'm, like, see, this is just another one of these situations where it was just like, there was another decision that could have been made that you just didn't, it just seems more work than for what you're trying to get done. It's just, you could have mm. did something else. You really could have done something. There's, there's probably something that's crotch level that you could have stuck, you know, <laughs> could have stuck in. That you didn't. <laughs> pipes are low to the ground. They are low. So, I mean, I don't, I wonder, man, see, I'm thinking way too much. Cause then it's just like, well, could he even like, like you got, you know, sometimes I would think that if you get too low, 
you can't really uh thrust like you need to. <laughs> like you need more like you need more, you know, space between, you know, you can't have your you can't be all the way down on your knees, you know, ass nearly to the ground, you know, trying to thrust. It's not you're not really getting the momentum that you need. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to put people on the main road well, uh, to try to change no. clothes <laughs> and don't, well, don't, don't don't make sure it's crotch level before I'm you saying this he's 24 <laughs> he barely has dick control so I'm like he look he trying to get it in where he can get it in it's like a bad episode of Big Mouth I don't know what's going on here. Like he pro- there's probably a there is probably a gas station bathroom with a hole <laughs> in the wall that he could have made. He could have got <laughs> and it's crotch level. That's the whole thing. It's crotch level. He didn't have to do and it, it probably would have been like a private, you know, moment for him. It's just you didn't have to do it to <laughs> bull. Like this is uh uh, what is it? That's, that's a banana in a tailpipe kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Whatever. There's a little banana in that tailpipe. <laughs> I, I just want to refer back to the um, esteemed Negro poet Doug Funny. <laughs> he said back in 1995 exactly what this man was thinking, and the lyrics go. Banging on the trash can. Banging on the street light. (laughs) One little voice just keeps calling me. Banging on a tailpipe. That's so funny. Those weren't the lyrics I was thinking of. I thought you were going to start singing Killer Tofu. And I'd be like, what? (laughs) Banging on a trash can. I don't want to watch Doug. Banging on a street light. Banging on a bathroom hole. <laughs> One little voice keeps calling me, calling me. <laughs> calling me. Banging on a tailpipe. I'm, I'm, you're absolutely right, though, Shantae. Like, how do you get that low? Even if it's like on 30 inch rims. I mean, okay, can I just say they didn't take him to the hospital because obviously nothing happened to his penis. They were just, they took him to the hospital because of his alcohol level. I'm like, how small is your penis? Thank God the car was off. I'm like, "Mm." see, all I'm thinking, all I'm thinking of is like a soot covered penis. That's all I can think of. It's like a dirty, like like, tailpipes aren't that wide. So how, how, Thin and short. Mm, nope. See, my brain's gonna seep out like urine, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm, people got needs. Clearly, everybody needs a tailpipe. Apparently, there are. Man, sir, go to the toy store. It's safer. So, Shante, long story short, remember a long, 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 long time ago we were talking about that nigga, not the nigga, because he was white, the white guy who was taking women out to dinner and then he was dying and dashing all of them? Yes. 
Two women at different restaurants in Pasadena were allegedly victims of Dine and Dash dating by someone they met online, according to news reports. Pasadena police told ABC News there's an ongoing investigation into the activities of a man named Paul Guadalupe Gonzalez of Pasadena. ABC News has tried repeatedly to contact Gonzalez by phone, but has so far been unable to reach him. One woman was allegedly stuck with a $130 restaurant bill after she said her date went all out, ordering steak and shrimp on their recent date. The man then allegedly claimed he needed to get a phone charge from his car and never return, the woman told KCBS. Another alleged victim told Inside Edition in a story published on May 4th that she experienced a similar incident with a man she knew as Mike and whom she met online. But in this case, the restaurant manager called him out. The woman, identified only as Carol in the story, said that when she arrived at the restaurant, her date was already eating and continued to order more, Inside Edition reported. After he excused himself to go to the restroom, the manager allegedly recognized him from news reports. Quote, I said, you're the notorious Dash and di- the notorious Dine and Dash dater. And he kind of looked perplexed. And I said, that's you, right? And he said, yes. I said, <laughs> what? He said, yes. <laughs> the fuck are you going to do? Yes. And I said, well, I'm not going to serve you. That That's how it went. That's how you stop a dining dasher by not serving him. But the date was already freaking eating when she got there. So I'm confused. The restaurant in Pasadena paid for Carol's dinner, according to Inside Edition. Pasadena, they're now his. his, No, it wasn't. They should have just, you know, said everybody wins and let. They didn't even pay for it because they already paid for it. So, like, he dined and dashed and she didn't get to eat. What were they going to do? Like, you got to pay for this? You. All of this. Like he said, he recognized him in the bathroom and wouldn't let Carol order. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh my God. We're sorry. You can't eat here because he's a bad person. Do you have any questions? Oh, I have several, but I refuse to um, voice them. <laughs> <laughs> De- definitely don't continue a date with someone that's already eating. Right? Like, like definitely, oop. definitely. You see him do eating. That. You see him eating. Just go oop, wrong table. Okay. Oh, nigga, you didn't wait. <laughs> okay, I get in trouble if I cook dinner and I'm eating out of the out of the pot before it's all done. Oh, I better get a spoonful too. But that's not Nisha. That's my kids. They're just fucking greedy. <laughs> A young woman has been, a young mother rather, has been jailed for 11 years for stabbing her occasional boyfriend as they had sexual intercourse. After texting him to say, men should only be used for human sacrifices. Not a hero post for me, just a hero post for some of the folks that I follow on Facebook. There's no real story behind that, I just wanted to say that. Cynthia Nixon is catching heat from, uh many people for calling cannabis licenses in the black community a form of reparations. I'll take the money. I don't need any weed. 
quote, I, I, cannabis is exploding as an industry. We have to make sure that those communities that have been harmed and devastated by marijuana arrests get the first shot at this industry. We must prioritize them in terms of licenses. It's a form of reparations. And then L. Joy Wilder, who just who was just hired by her, pulled her the fuck to the side and was like, no, the fuck it isn't. No, it isn't. L. Joy digging that ass. But no, didn't happen. Yeah, I don't I don't I wish she uh, probably wish she had said something else because the fact that she says she said what she said can lead to people going one way and then going another way with it. Like people will think like, oh, it's not so bad. And other people are going to be like, well, no, this is some bullshit, you know, kind of thing when what she's talking about makes sense. You know, like the idea that black people probably should be prioritized. What's wrong with prioritizing black people in something like this? You know, that like that kind of thing. You know, because the only way black people are going to get into something is if they're prioritized. That's, I mean, that's really, I mean, that's the way this whole country is, is set up. You know, that you have to, you know, intentionally help people, give people whatever it is you give black people, give, you know, the, the person of color, uh, the help, the leg up, whatever, because if you don't, you know, you can't expect the other motherfuckers to just be like, you know, you, you can't expect uh, white people to just live their life and, and just be like, oh, well, of course, come on in. That's not the way they fucking work. Yeah. That's just, that's not the way they work. You have to say, we are doing this for these, for these people. You know, we are doing this with an intention. Kanye. <laughs> So I'm sure, but I'm sure she's catching flack all over the place. Oh yeah, from from everybody in their, you know, everybody on all sides. Oh yeah, like like she, Sarah Jessica Parker probably said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yo, uh-uh, she ain't saying no. not a damn thing." <laughs> she is not Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall would have dug in her ass because Kim Cattrall has ran out of fucks to give. Oh yeah, she hates all of them. Because none of them wrote for her. Speaking of out of fucks to give, the Norseman Rack. The president of Norseman Rack was a fly to St. Louis to personally apologize to three black teens falsely accused of theft at the chain's Brentwood Square store. Makai Lee, Deron Taylor, and Eric Rogers II were shopping for prom clothes when they started noticing several of the employees watching them and following them around the store. Quote, I was nervous the whole time, Lee recalled. Every time we moved, they moved just like that. When we looked up, they looked up. By the way, just like that was not in there. I just, thanks, Ludacris. After they left the store, they were surrounded by Brentwood police in the parking lot. Police told them that the store had accused them of theft. After an investigation on the spot, police let the three go without charges. The police were actually, quote, the police were actually good. They understood where we were coming from, and they showed us that they were just doing their job, said Rogers. According to the theft accusations, the teen said that a customer in the store called them punks and allegedly asked them, are you proud of, are your parents proud of you for what you do? The fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? 
In defending themselves, the three said an altercation broke out between them and the customer, and a store manager stepped in. Quote, I knew it was coming, but at the same time, I was feeling embarrassed, agitated, mixed emotions with the whole situation because I know we didn't deserve it, said Taylor. While the boys were in the store, they did purchase something. They say they did it to prove a point. Quote, we made the purchase to show them that we're equal and we didn't have to steal anything, said Rogers. I'm going to stop right there. Hmm. going to stop right there. And this is why it's fuck Nordstrom Rack. Fuck Nordstrom Rack because, first of all, their management and their employees thinking that to follow somebody around the store is... Fuck any store that follows people around the store. Like, seriously, we've right. had this situation where we've looked up and somebody is just happens to be there putting away mm-hmm. clothes who wasn't there a few seconds ago. We've all had that situation. Where we all have gotten followed from place to place or somebody has told us that a certain thing wasn't for sale or that a certain thing didn't look good on us or wasn't our skin tone or whatever it may be. We've all had that situation. So fuck those stores. But those stores need to just know that, look. When somebody is pressured into buying something at your store just to prove that they are not the type of people that your management is making them out to be, your store is the lowest piece of shit. If I have to buy something just to prove to you that I'm not going to shoplift, the humiliation that these kids went through from your customers, from your employees, from your management from the police and Norton Rack your stuff ain't even that jazzy nigga I don't know how to tell you this without hurting your feelings but your stuff ain't popping like it used to Norton Rack you're called Norton Rack because you are literally the broke off brother of Nordstrom's which again is fucking Nordstrom's nobody fucks with you Nobody wants to see what you got going on. And these three kids want to actually give you their business and you treat them like shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck the guy who's flying out to say sorry. Like, what's the next step? What are you going to do? I want to see a follow up. It better not be a gift card. I'm having real problems with black folks being mistreated and then we're supposed to say it's okay just give us a dollar and we'll move on we just want to prove a point no i want y'all out of business don't fuck with me i'm the wrong one i'll shut your whole shit down i'll own you i will i'll try and get your company from out from underneath you i will try and sue the shit out of you it's not petty you were petty when you started it i'm just trying to finish it These kids are buying stuff to prove a point to you that they're not going to steal. Fuck you. The manager should have been like, you know what? The person at the cash register should have been like, you know what? I literally just saw what you went through. Y'all go on and have a good day. We obviously don't deserve your business. I don't even know where Brentwood is, honestly. I don't know nothing about the St. Louis area except to say fuck the Cardinals. That's all I really know. And I don't even like baseball that much, but fuck the Cardinals. But it sounds like this area is a really troubled area 
as far as uh, race relations. Because if a customer comes up to me and says, are your parents proud of you and calls me a punk? Yeah, there's going to be an altercation. There's going to be an altercation. The customer's going to lose. Your company's going to lose. I'm going, in this day and age, I'm going online. I'm going live while your people are following me around while this person's talking and I'm suing the shit out. You want to settle with me? Settle with these nuts. I'm about to take everything. Apologies ain't worth enough. Like like y'all said earlier, sometimes folks ain't got to forgive you for the shitty shit you do. And one of the highest things on that level is misogyny and racism. They're not obligated to forgive you. And like I had said a while back, you could tell people that you changed your ways, but they ain't got to forget the way you treated them. So pardon me if we don't believe you when you say we're sorry. Pardon me if we don't believe you when you say you've changed. Pardon me if we don't believe you when you try and point out your growth. Fuck you. Pay me. Shante, thoughts? Yeah, I want uh, I want people to stop calling the police. Woo! Like, please stop calling the police. Like, especially over some... Like, unless, like, you tell me that, like, people are coming to blows within your establishment kind of thing. Like, it totally makes sense that you've decided to call the police. It totally makes sense... You know, you as uh, an employee of wherever you're at should, you know, should not feel obligated to go break it up or defuse the situation or whatever. You know, if people have come to blows, you know, but if they're not fighting, if there's not an assault happening, just, you know, why can't your security be called? to de-escalate the situation or whatever why can't these two you know people just you know let somebody jibber jabber or whatever and you know tell the motherfucker to like get out or something if somebody's talking shit to somebody it's just stop calling the police I just feel like it's just like the it just everything just escalates in the worst kinds of ways when people call the police for some bullshit, you know, it's just like, it's just like the, the, the two men in Philadelphia, you know, they were in there for two minutes, you know, and the police got called for nothing, you know, and these kids are walking around and, you know, the, the other customer, you know, is accosting them. At least that's what the story sounded like. It sounded like the kids was just looking at stuff and then somebody else wants to pop off. Mm-hmm. And now and now someone else has taken it upon themselves to call the police. And it's just like, for what? Like, unless that person, unless those kids jumped on that other person <laughs> and they'd be in the right, at least as far as at least as far as being provoked and stuff is concerned. But unless they unless somebody jumped on somebody. You don't have to call the police. 
and I can I just while can I just piggyback off of that real quick just to say real simply it's a lot of y'all white people who are getting away with doing that in this day and age like this like you said this isn't the first time this has happened recently where white folks think something and they immediately call the police and expect the police to be in their favor um getting getting real you know wary of being around white people in businesses now uh there was a white woman who called the police on some folks in an airbnb recently here in california because they didn't wave goodbye to her strangers they didn't know her but they didn't wave a greeting to her a goodbye to her as they packed their bags into their car so they called so she called the police on them like how have we gotten here as a society well, I know how we got here. The police were formed in the first place to capture runaway slaves. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're just doing their jobs, ma'am. But still, y'all white folks who are standing out there talking about your allies and waving flags and, oh, I saw Black Panther and didn't fall asleep. And I, you know, <laughs> think I voted for Obama twice. I voted for Obama twice. And I think Michael Rappaport's a piece of shit, too. But you'd be the first mm-hmm. one calling the cops if there's a young black person walking through your neighborhood and you don't know them or a little native kid going on a college tour two of them yo i was i was so livid and i'm like i don't have children and i wanted to fight i'm like i want her i want that woman like i want you to look at me because i listened to that 911 call and i wanted to I wanted to throat punch her. Those kids don't owe you. Like they don't have to answer your questions. Who are you to question anybody? Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's, and that's the that's the problem with with white people, though. That's it's it's you know we keep talking about you know oh no we're all equal and I don't see color. I don't trust anybody who ever say that shit. I don't trust you because I know you do. But it's like if we if you really don't see color. Don't call the police when you see somebody who's not the same color as you because you feel like they don't belong because they're not the same color as you. Because that's really what that boils down to. Oh, they didn't wave at me. I've never seen them before. I'm like, and? They don't have to wave at you. you know they don't have to answer that? your questions. They didn't what are you doing? I never saw you before. Alright. So... I'm like, what kind of robbers do you know that's gonna put that take the time to put something in a piece of luggage and then take that luggage out to a car? <laughs> I mean, really like the luggage. I mean, shit. All I got is a duffel bag at home with a strap missing. I'm taking this shit. This Samsonite. Like, right. Yeah. Just not. And if they're not casing the neighborhood to see that your white ass is out there. They do it in front of you? Come on. Shit, I case a neighborhood before I go out and mow my lawn. <laughs> wow. I'm deadly serious. I'm deadly serious. Did I tell you a couple weeks ago, uh, one of the scariest things in my in in current times that I could think of happened to me a few maybe like a month ago. Maybe. It might not even been a month ago. 
I was driving back from basketball practice, and my basketball practice runs till about nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving back from basketball practice. I have my son, Kid Awesome, in the car with me, and then two of his teammates in the car with me, and I'm dropping them off. You know, good coach shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I dropped them off at home, and I start driving back towards our house, and turns out somewhere between the gym and the road back to my house, I ran over a nail and my tire went flat. And it's mm-hmm. like 9.45 at night. And my tire goes flat right in front of a great... I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to say I live in a, a great residence. Well, I do. I worked for it. Fuck it. Why not? I live in a great area. But I live in a gray area as far as what they think of us. Like, if you go mm-hmm. on those nextdoor.com websites and all that kind of stuff, you see what people think of you in your area. And in my area, there's a lot of people who think a lot of things about black people at night. So I'm out there. My son's in the car. I call Nisha, and I'm like, yo, I got a flat tire. Please come get Devin. Come get Kid Awesome. She comes and gets him, takes him back home. Because like I said, it's right down the street. Like maybe five minutes down the road from our house. I start changing my tire. I pull out the jack. I pull out everything. I got my hazard lights on and I'm changing my tire. And it's about 945. And it takes me a good hour or so to change the tire. Because all I got is the standard stuff that came with the car, which is literally the worst stuff you can use to change your car or to change your tire. I get my tire out and 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 off of the car and everything and set to the side and one thought goes to my mind this whole time. Please God, don't let any police officers drive past me. Just don't let any police officers drive past me. It's dark out here. It's late. People have driven past me. Somebody at any given moment could have said that guy needs help, but I'm not going to stop to help him. And these well-meaning people or not well-meaning people, who knows, call the cops Mm -hmm. to help me out. Please, God, don't let the cops come help me. That's a crazy thought, right? I mean, it's not crazy for us, but to hear it out loud, that's a crazy thought. Please, God, don't let the cops help me. Yeah, and I'm, that's, I mean, it's terrible. I'm rushing. I am rushing to get this, this tire changed as quickly as I can because I know the chances of a cop coming down this street are high. And as soon as I got the wheel, the, the, the spare, the donut onto my van and got the van lower back down and got everything put away, a cop drove slowly past me saw that I was in my car looked at me for a second and kept driving mm. I have never oh my gosh I, I was shook I was absolutely terrified of this situation where a cop pulls up on me minding my own business and thinks I'm a threat while I'm changing my tire in a residential neighborhood and shoots me or takes me to jail and then I die on my way to jail. Or I commit suicide with handcuffs on by shooting myself in the head twice when I don't have a gun. These are all things that go through my head. So please stop calling the cops. Please don't do it. Like I don't know what y'all are expecting is going to happen. But it's not. 
don't call them. Leave us alone. Y'all left us alone for so long. Like when we really needed your help. When when the crack ep- epidemic was going on and we really needed y'all's help. When we were in the ghetto and we really needed y'all's help. When we needed jobs and we really needed y'all's help. Y'all didn't want to give us shit. Please don't call for help now. Leave us the fuck alone. Stephanie, you got any shout outs? Um, I do. I might. Well, first, my first shout out is to you, Rashani, for talking me off the ledge. He know what he did. Um, but I also want to shout out. (laughs) I want to shout out our, um, podcast group, Black Podcasters United. Um, in June on the Mocha Mendes podcast, I, all of my guests are going to be fathers. And so I put out the signal and I am looking at the guys who signed up and I am super, super excited about this because many of them I've never worked with before. So this is going to be fun. Rashani is also in that group. So this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So I'm very excited about June and also shout out to my mom. She is going to be my guest this week on my podcast. So I'm super excited about that. I can't wait. She's excited too. So those are my shout outs. Shanta. Uh, yeah, just, you know, shout out to Stephanie, you know, for being on the show. Appreciate you. No. And, uh, you know, shout obviously shout out to Rashani. And, uh, you know, just shout out to everybody who listens to the show and shares the show and likes the show and continues to rock with us, you know, every week, you know, you're appreciated and yeah, except in, you know, shout out to people who can listen to their critiques, be faved and, and not take it personally. Shout out to you. Hmm. We're walking with y'all. We thank each and every one of y'all for walking with us. Uh, it's, weather's getting beautiful. It was actually 87 today here in Cali. And, and, uh, and it, it, it's to that point where you wear those pants on accident for the last time until like fall. That's the weather that we're having right now. Like I shouldn't have wore these damn pants as your legs stick to the inside of your pants and your balls stick to the inside of your leg. Well, maybe not y'all. I'm just saying like for me personally, I knew that it wasn't going to happen. When my balls and my leg were hanging together, like, can we stay tonight? Um, yeah. Um, I want to say that even though the weather's getting better, there's still people who are listening. If y'all need to talk, we're still here. And, um, maybe some humor, maybe just some listening. We're really good at both. And, uh, don't be afraid to inbox us dm us anything of that nature if you're inboxing or dming uh shante just be respectful you know just (laughs) don't don't please do please don't be sliding into her dms to ask her no stupid nasty shit just be respectful um and if y'all got issues with anything that we said on the show today the email is single simulcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are open to all conversations as long as they're respectful. If they're not, they'll never know that it happened. Um, but yeah, 
Thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate you. Thank you all to the Patreons. We greatly appreciate you. We got something on tap. Don't worry. We're coming back soon. Um, this single simulcast, episode 293. Uh, Shantae and Stephanie. Stephanie and Shantae. Y'all be good. We out. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know about now that you slipped.